0: Hello and good morning. Uh chapter 2 of the book I started reading last week, uh the book I'm creating. Slowly but surely it's making progress. Uh the response was so strong for that first bit that um I figured I figured I owed you at least at least one more part. I could do the third as well, but uh for now, uh a little taste of what chapter 2 looks like so far. Again, these are, you know, early rough draft stuff, but um enough of you seemed stoked enough about it that you wanted to hear more. So here's a little bit more. Uh, Enjoy it. And um, we'll be back to normal diary soon. But uh, I mean, you may you may enjoy this uh, today. And if you haven't heard the first part, by the way, go back and listen to it. I think that's important. It's the episode right before this one, which you can find either at frogpants.com diary or if you're listening to the podcast, it's just part of the podcast feed. Just go to the previous episode and check that out. All right. Enjoy this. We'll see you next time. Chapter 2 The Sinking Suns. These seeds They seemed to weigh more than they should as he made his slow progress towards Shadow Canyon. The suns were setting in the north but the heat was still oppressive in his leathers. They provided fine protection in a fight but did little to fend off the hellish heat. It was difficult for Wynne to conjure a single thought where the damn seeds didn't make an unwelcome guest appearance. He needed to be done with this part of the plan. Find Tuck, trade the cursed things for a functioning pulse drive and get off this rock as fast as the ship would take him. And if the old bucket couldn't break atmosphere, he'd fly to the other end of this shit stain of a planet and settle in some cave. God knows it would be the break he deserved after the last two years. God. Hmm. <laughs> he grumbled to himself. This place has no god. Every living thing that calls this planet home knows they're on their own. No great creator to bail them out, or give them rest, or save their souls. The god of this place is a sour combination of grit and pollution. Its creations are poison and decay. Fat load of good that'll do anyone else under this sky. His shadow was long now, split into two by the sinking suns in the north, and the barren flats were starting to break up and great cracks and jutting stones not far now before the descent he would make camp near the canyon entrance and make his way to tuck on the morning light a light breeze touched his neck cooling his mood a little it would be downright frigid after dark he'd never gotten used to jumping from the sifting oven of the day to the dark cold night in such short order never mind he thought to himself stay focused get the pulse engine get out of here with any luck, he'll make it as far as Torholm for, and find Arden waiting for him, as if he'd never left. He frowned at the thought. It was likely she was gone by now, well past wondering why he never returned that night, or why his ship and gear were gone, or why he broke the one promise he swore on his life to keep. And wasn't that better? She deserved better, he said quietly, with no one to hear but the sand and the wind. Arden would find someone else, Settle down and be happy. Probably already has. He looked to the sky through the haze, squinting at the first stars of dusk. He'd still go to Torhome 4 He'd still look for Arden. He gave himself little choice. Being lost in thought was useful in the wastes. He'd arrived at the canyon drop without much noticing, and a little ahead of schedule. There, crossed in shadow, stood two great shards of reddish stone, one on each side of the descent which dropped hundreds of miles down from where he was standing. It was like a great wound in the hardpan inflicted by a titan's axe. Despite its name, it was more cavern than canyon. Near the bottom of the drop, rock and earth formed overhead yet again, with breaks here and there where the suns would still beam below. He eyed an outcropping of stone just a few strides down on the left side of the descending path, a perfect spot for him to stay out of sight and rest for the night. Just big enough for him to sit under the tiny roof of stone, making quick work of retrieving his blankets from his pack and spreading them on the smooth rock beneath they were less blankets and more dirty rags sewn together hastily by untrained hands. His father had always told him, "Make do with what you have on hand and hope for more yet." It was advice that had served Wyn well. He laid his head down and drew a deep breath. Wynne heard a howl off in the distance. Good night yourself, he said quietly and drifted away into sleep.